Vanessa were walking through and you know how you're walking through essentially the first part of our version of the haunted mansion. Mm -hmm. You're walking through it. And Calista turns to me and she goes, mommy, this is wrong. This is wrong. Why, why, why are we doing this? Why, why are we walking through it? And we got off and they said, oh, we like the hat box ghost, but our haunted mansion is better. And I was like, that is the correct answer. <laughs> I was like, that is the correct answer. Like ours just. I do like so, ours better. Yeah. They said that they liked ours better for that. Um, but I just, there's just something I would say monsters bring snow white and let's implement the characters from small world into world and just give us a little taste of Marvel. That's that's maybe all. I love my Disney World. I I was so glad last night when we went back. I was like, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jim Novotny and David Dollar. Welcome to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. Hello, Heather. Hello, Dave. How are you? I am wonderful. Long time to talk to. Like, you and I have kind of cross paths online on our chats and stuff, but like, we haven't talked in forever because everybody is so busy. You're busy and I'm busy, and it's just summers. This is it's one of the summer. busiest summers I think I've, I've seen in a long time, though. I it's think summer. for everybody. Mm-hmm. It is summer. Uh, Jen is no longer with us today. She won't be here today at all. Uh, not that she's no longer with us or she's not coming back, but she, of course, is, has returned from her Disney dream trip where she and um, friend Kyla, 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 and, of course, our friend of the show, Marcy, and their families, they were all over, uh, of course, Agent Katie. They were all over together at Disney Dream, hitting Norway and Iceland and London and all that stuff. So we're going to talk about that probably in the next week or two. We'll talk about their trip. So today we have Heather stepping in to fill the gap. And uh, Heather... How did you Disney this week? Um, so I am wearing my Disneyland t-shirt. I don't know. Can you see it? Yeah. I do see it. I do see it. My Disneyland t-shirt because we just got back from Disneyland. But last night I went to Happily Ever After with Agent Nikki Mm -hmm. and our Mm -hmm. girls had a moment and they were all crying. And I was like, oh, (laughs) this is why we moved here. It's so emotional. Like I will catch it. Sometimes online, like I'll see the, you know, I go into YouTube, I look for something else, and there's like happily ever after a broadcast, you know, three nights ago, recorded by whatever, and I'm just like watching it mesmerized. Like, oh my god, it's so so it's good. So good. And, you know, the late, the, the the ready to begin when it kicks in, it's like I'm all oh, in. I am all it's in. Like, it's da, just, da, 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 and it's like oh, it's such okay. a great song. It's so, so good. I have not been to the parks, and I will not be going to the parks probably until later this fall. And it's really kind of depressing because I haven't been since March. And so there's like a, I mean, I'm this is so first magical world here that like I won't be able to go to the park for like six more months, or a, there'll be a six month gap between the time I will have gone. So it's another three mm-hmm. or four months before I get to go. Um, but in the meantime, of course, I and I mentioned this on the show before. I've signed up for the Mickey 5K virtual series uh, on an impulse purchase, an impulse buy. I'm like, I'm going to pay the money to get my medals to run three 5Ks this summer. Of course, July rolled around, and I had to run. I was like, I need to run a 5K, so I did. Um, and I, I had the box. They send you the box. Sometimes they send it early, sometimes late. This time I already have the box. 
And so the medals are in there. And I made a point where I'm not going to open these medals until I run the 5K. So I opened the first one. I put it on. And I took a picture of like, I got my first one. So last week, I ran my second 5K. And I was very proud of myself because for the first time in my whole life, I ran 3.1 miles without stopping. Like, actually oh my gosh, ran good the entire 3.1. I was so excited. You get to like 2.1, 2.5. And you're like, I got, I got a half mile to go. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep going. Okay. I can do this. I can do mm-hmm. this. You know, And my, my, my whole thing is I get greedy with time. I want to go faster so I can get done faster so my time looks better. But I, I was very disciplined and I'm like, I'm not going to go faster. I'm going to keep my even pace. I'll sprint like the last point, like, you know, tenth of a mile. But until then, and so I did it. I was like just over 36 minutes. I was very proud of myself on a treadmill. I know those listeners who are runners are like, yeah, try that in the real world. I know I can only <laughs> open road. And I'm like an hour. I'm like. I hate running. You know, <laughs> treadmill, I conquer the treadmill. So I got one more to go for the end of the summer, and then I get my completer medal as well. And they're really cool. They're they're based on Mickey, the history of Mickey. I've opened the Steamboat Willie and the Runaway Railway medals, and there still is the Fantasia medal, and they have little spinners on them with different scenes on them. They're really cool. I mean, you, know, you pay the money for the medal, you want to get something good, but it's... Yeah. <clears throat> I've now put command hooks on my wall in my office where I'm hanging the medals up as I go, and so that's my Disney this week. I'm very excited. Very excited. You need to get one of those things from Etsy. You know how like those people that always have it yes, on Instagram yes. that's like all I those was, medals? You I was telling my, my my dear wife Stephanie about that yesterday. I'm like, I need a metal holder thing. I don't holder. think I, I I never realized I'd come to the point in my life where I needed one, but now I need one. Which by the way, anybody keeping track, she's now back. Myself and the wonderful child, fifteen of sixteen days on our own. My wife had a work trip where she was gone for four days. She came back for one day and then gone on a trip out west with her parents and her sister for about a nine, uh, what, 12 days, something like that. So she is back now. She is safe. She's actually at, at, her, at her actual job. And uh, it's all it's the right great. in the world now because my kid, who who's, he's a dad's boy. He lo- we love hanging out. But towards the end of the trip, he's like, okay, where's mom? Uh, I haven't seen her in forever. Where's mom? Where's mom? She said she was mom. going out for milk and she would come back. Where's mom? I didn't say that. Just kidding. <laughs> so we want to hop in here and talk about a little, a little Disneyland first because your summer adventures have been great. We've been, I've been following you online and been kind of posting. Now you're starting to post some of the more Disneyland stuff that you did. Um, we talked last week about Disneyland with uh, our good friends Emily and a good friend Jessica. You know, first time and second time experience. So great experiences for them. But for you, you have a different perspective. And I think you did some of the things they didn't do. So we want to talk a little more specifically about your Disneyland adventure. Like really, we can start wherever you want to start, but I know that you talk, you did the walking and waltz footstep tour, which I've done as well. And you and I, not that they're not, but I know you and I are very involved in the history and the waltzness mm-hmm. of it all. The, like the really, the minutia of Disney and what it means, why it, why it is what it is. I'm still, you know, I'm working on my second Walt biography right now. I've got Walt Funkos everywhere, so I am a massive mm-hmm. Walt fan. And, and um, real quick, mad props to um, Jim Corcus, a legendary Disney historian who has written. 30 or 35 Disney books all about the history of the parks and the resorts and the movies. And I've got 20 of them right here on the shelf behind me. Um, He passed away this week due to cancer. And uh, I just want to give a big shout out to him. He was one of those legendary figures that people outside the Disney realm won't know the name. People inside the Disney realm are like, Jim Corcus died? No! Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, and I was very sad about that because I was was honestly, this is going to sound so selfish, but I was honestly working on getting him on podcast. And I think he would have come had been able to work it out. Um, and I uh, just, uh, that's not why I feel sad. I feel sad because he's, he's a Disney, he's really a Disney legend. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Disney should, I know they have Disney legends and Disney legend awards. I just wish there was a, some sort of award given to those people who have such a, who never maybe like weren't a part of the key part of the company, like proper, but still were a legendary part of Disney 
in Disney the lore. Because I know he was a cast member a long time ago, so maybe that wouldn't give him legendary status. But just what he was in the community, you know, Lou Mangiello would be another great example of somebody mm-hmm. who's been such a massive part of the Disney community. And I wish there was an award for something like that. This is, hey, you have been a key part of who we are for many, many years. We would have bestowed this upon you, Jim Corcus. Anyway, just want to mention that to Jim Corcus real quick. Um, but that all brings us back to you and I and how we love Disney history. So, Heather, let's talk about the Waltz Footsteps Tour. You went out with your with your girls out there, and of course, they're they're budding Disney historians, and and so, um, Waltz Waltz Footsteps. Uh, first of all, why Disneyland? Why did you go back to Disneyland and taking the girls? I mean, let's kind of open it up. Let's talk about that. So, fun fact: Waltz Footsteps is now called Waltz Main Street Story Tour. And it's a little bit, it's a little bit different than the Waltz Footsteps Tour because I asked the cast member who was our guide and I said, why has this changed? Like, why did they change it? And it actually makes complete sense. He said, when people were doing the Walking in Waltz Footsteps Tour, right, they were just, when do we get to the apartment? Right. When do we get to the apartment? Right. He said, so everybody came together and said, this is what the people want to do. Let's give them more time in the apartment, mm-hmm. maybe something a little bit extra, and let's shorten the tour part. So you're only on Main Street. I'm not going to give anything away for like what I will tell you that it's totally, if you are a Disney history buff and you are mm-hmm. a fan of Walt and you're invested in it, take this tour. It's It's totally worth the money. Um, and you get to spend a ridiculous amount of time in his uh, apartment. But the reason that we went to Disneyland is, I think it was like probably like the first episode I was ever on here before I got my title of quasi-producer, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, you know, you're the mostly the producer, quasi-producer. That's what we like to say. <laughs> so um, I... 11 years ago, I was in Disneyland sitting in front of, if you're watching on YouTube, the background behind me, I was standing in front of Walt's bench and I was reading the little sign right there about Walt and his daughters and like wanting a place. And I started to cry and I was like, there's something in my heart that I had always knew that I wanted to do. And I was like, that's it, I'm doing it. I want to adopt a little girl from China. And I walked out on Main Street like after I had my moment and I said like, I'm not coming back here until she's home because I can't, like I need to make my dreams come true too. So just like Walt walking through the castle, he's having his moment. And I was like, I'm not coming back. So what I didn't think was going to happen is that um, it was going to take seven years for me to become a mom through two adoptions. And then we were going to get hit with the pandemic. So this trip had been made and canceled so many times for just a variety of life reasons that just came up. And then when we moved down here, I was like, listen, we're not taking a vacation this year because we just bought this house and we live in Disney World, but I needed something for them because they go back to school so early. That was just like, just a little bit of magic. That's just like, hey, this this is just something a little bit extra last year i surprised them with the disney cruise and i was like we're going to disneyland so if you follow me on instagram i posted a video of like when i told them at 2 30 in the morning i had told them hey i'm taking you to disney world for the week we're staying on property because they love when we do that um and i was like no we're going to disneyland and they were super excited Callista's is a huge marvel fan and kylie is very much like me she knows that that's where her story started where i said that i wanted to adopt she's she knows because the picture hangs in our house and it's a part of our whole story so we were going 
we left at 2.30. We had a layover in Denver that was like literally 10 minutes running gate to gate. And then we arrived in Disneyland. We were there for eight days. <laughs> when I have been telling people that, they're like, what? Why? <laughs> uh, we are resort people. We did park, resort day, park, resort day. And I also have family in California. So mm -hmm. we went out and we visited our family in California as well. So it was like a whole big trip. So um, we go to Disneyland like that first day and I take them to the bench and I'm like, this is where it started. And I cry all the tears and the girls read the plaque and they're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And it was like a very surreal moment. But I knew that like I needed something that was going to come like full circle. And I wanted specifically to do that with Kylie. Um, so I booked the Walt's Main Street story tour because I was like, I've never been in it. It's always been on my bucket list. I'm going to do it. And she's 11. Let's do it with her. Uh, the tour is about 90 minutes. Uh, they take you down Main Street. They tell you some history and some little things that they need to point out, which again, I'm not giving it away. And then they walk you up to Walt's apartment and they tell you about things that are in there and you have a decent, and I mean like a decent amount of time in there. They take your photos, they bring a Disney photographer up, and then you get to go out and sit on like Walt's little, there's like a lanai like porch that's like up there, like an overlook of Main Street. And you all just kind of chill up there for an extra half hour, hearing the awesome. sounds, looking over at mm -hmm. the people, thinking like, this is the balcony that like he used to just like hang out on, like in the middle of the day. You get a, you get a pin, you get a little pin mm -hmm. that says like Main Street Tour. <laughs> this is so dumb, but I'm probably never going to do anything with it. <laughs> you get like this Walt's, I don't even know if you, Walt's Main Street Story cookie. Uh -huh. That I'm like, oh, I'm never going to eat. It'll probably turn into mold, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, that's a souvenir of like the moment. <laughs> but it, it's it's totally worth the money. I loved it. I was standing there, had multiple moments. Me and Kylie looked out on the window and we spotted my mom and Calista riding on one of the Main Street vehicles, like oh, going wow. around. We were like, oh my gosh. And you think whenever you're looking out of there, like... He looked out here and he was like, this is all, this is what the magic is. The magic is all the people. But I also could put myself like in the same headspace of him as, but you wanted this to be bigger. And it was a very surreal moment. That's just like, oh my gosh, like we live in the thing that he was etching on the ceiling, like to his brother, like in his mm -hmm. last moments. Right. He wanted it. He knew that he wanted it to be bigger and like had such a big plan. And when you think of what a genius he was, it's just very emotional. All the tears. You just, it's, there's something special about Disneyland. I can't put into words what it is. There's just an aura about it. And if you're, you've been there, you just, you get it. Oh. Well, and that's what I said to, to, to Emily and to Jessica, our guest last week was that there's something about walking where he walked. It is walking mm -hmm. in his footsteps. You're walking down Main Street. And when we took the tour, we had a guy, we had a cast member who was talking to us about some things, but also we had the audio tour where Walt's words were, he was talking about right. Main Street and they would point out certain things. And, you know, the cast member would say, if you look over here, this is Walt wanted to have this, da, da, da. and they would go, cut to Walt saying, you know, when I felt like Main Street was coming together, I wanted to do, you know, whatever it is that he said. And, of course, we went to Walt's apartment. We did not go to the balcony, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really, really cool thing. Um, the apartment is just 
And for those who've never been, and those who don't understand, um, Walt had an apartment above the fire station as Disneyland was being built, and that he would stay there, you know, many nights a week because he wanted to oversee the construction of the park, kind of just hands-on, seeing how it's coming together. He lived, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half away, so he didn't want to drive every day, so he would bring there, he would bring his family. After the park was open, he would stay there with his family, um, you know, and having having a park. He's Walt Disney. It's his park, so he can stay there all he wants to, and they keep a light actually going all night long. And all day, 24, 365, in honor of Walt. And they have a tour where you can go into that actual apartment. Now, some of the things in there have been replaced because they've just, they're just old. They were just falling mm-hmm. apart. They were fire hazards. There are some original things in there. There are original, mm-hmm. like a certain original appliances and stuff. Um, I want to say that, correct me if I'm wrong here, I believe the carpet has been replaced, but it's a replica of what it, what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, 70 years later, it, some of that stuff is going to break down. You have to have new things. But you can go in there, kind of see. It's not very big. Um, it's got a lot of red color to it and everything, and it looks it looks very of its time. And just being able to look around and walk around and think, okay, maybe didn't Walt didn't walk on this exact carpet right here that I'm standing on, but he walked in this space. This is where uh-huh. he was all these years ago. I'm standing where Walt Disney stood, and I think there's something remarkable about that, about that because that is to me that is what Disney is all about. That's what makes Disney so special from other companies, other parks. I love Universal. But nobody walks around Universal saying this is where whoever the president of Universal was before. Nobody walks around saying this is where Steven Spielberg stood as he built E.T. Excuse me, Heather. Um, nobody. I mean, nobody walks around talking about those historical things of Universal. Um, not like they do with Disney. And you know, with Disney, it's the rides, it's the resorts, it's the food, it's the experiences, it's the balloons, it's the souvenirs, it's the the magic. At other resorts or other places, it is the rides. Correct. Sometimes they have a show, and those rides are great. Those rides, are, I mean, the Velocicoaster. I love the Velocicoaster. You it's love awesome. the Velocicoaster, mm-hmm. but we also don't have a sentimental attachment. A lot of people don't have sentimental attachments to something like that because you're like, I walk into Disney down Main Street. It's there's something Disneyland or World. There's just something about it. You're walking in that with a big smile on your face, and you're like, I'm here. I'm I'm here with you know fifty thousand of my closest friends, but still, we're all here together, and this is just amazing. And so that's. I, 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 as you were talking, I was just thinking about that. Like that's something you get only at a Disney park and Disneyland, especially. There's just this sense of just, wow, this is, this is all the things that came before me, and here I am here walking through. This is amazing. This is incredible. Um, yeah, and so. even when we walked in, like my kids, first they were like, "Why is the castle so small? Like it, it's way smaller <laughs> than what they had thought." Like because right. they had like four hours to think about it. Um, but they spent like no joke over an hour on Main Street when we first walked in, like taking in all the details mm-hmm. because they just they were just enamored with it. They just they found it like so amazing. They they found Walt's door, like the casting, and they were looking at the windows. They were playing with like all those antique toys where you stick a quarter in and like you get your fortune and like all that stuff. If there's just something so um I don't, I don't want to say that it's like magical. It's just something that it's, it's almost like you're going back in history whenever you're walking there Mm -hmm. uh, versus world. Disneyland will always have a piece of my soul because it is a huge part of like our adoption story and why my girls are here. Um, But eight days is way too long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I heard you were saying eight days, I'm like, 
That's a like, long what? time at Disneyland. That's a long that's, time. Even res- yeah. resort days, that's a long time at Disneyland. I know. <laughs> but we did stay at both resorts. Like, we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, and then we transferred over to the Grand Californian because, mm-hmm. like, I wanted them to experience both of it. And right. everybody knows, like, Disneyland Hotel has my heart. It reminds I me so much of... I love the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah, oh, I, I it reminds it. me so much of Shanghai Disney. I can't... I, I just love it. Um, but I wanted them to experience both because I said, like, you know, I don't know when we'll be back here. It took me 11 years to get back here, I think, emotionally and just because of life. Like, I, I don't know. It might be, like, four or five years before we come back here. Maybe whenever they put up something new, you know, because we live right down the street from Walt Disney World. But um, we only did the parks, like, we only did them for three days. And you know me, I'm not a... Uh, rope dropper and stay till the end but i figured for three days i can commit to this especially if i'm gonna have down days and we thoroughly enjoyed the resorts and we thoroughly enjoyed like driving out to like go see our relatives so but by day five i was like okay i'm ready to be home and (laughs) i usually have a little bit of like an angry spell whenever i'm done with a vacation uh in previous trips Mm-hmm. Uh, and my family even said, like, you're not even, like, grumpy right now that you're leaving. And I said, because we live in Florida. So I'm not going back to gloomy Pittsburgh. Like, I'm trading in, like, paradise and sunshine right. to go back to paradise and sunshine. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm just on a vacation, but we're just going back to Florida. So it was just a whole different feel across the board. And it was just very surreal to have, like, our story come, like, full circle but let's talk about the things that emily and miss jess did not do which you know me as a super marvel fan of course uh, rogers the musical is i wanted to ask about that yes because again the setup for those who don't know or maybe you're listening for the first time rogers the musical was a little bit comedy bit that was in the first episode of the tv show hawkeye Hawkeye mm-hmm. was one of the Avengers, so they did, you know, Marvel has done a series of TV shows. They did one on Hawkeye, which one of my, probably my favorite of all the shows they've done. Um, at, at, at the beginning of the episode, the first episode, Clint Hawkeye is taking his kids to see Rogers the Musical. It's a musical in Manhattan based on what happened with the Avengers and whatever. You know, it's in, it's in that world. And at the end of the episode, they did the full song, I can do this all day. And it became such a like popular pulp culture touchstone people loved it and they clamored for it they were like we you know we're talking about it so they decided to make a rogers the musical in disneyland at the mm-hmm. hyperion theater they actually do a a well, i can't say full musical it's what 30 minutes 45 mm-hmm. minutes maybe a handful like of songs but that's what it is and i am dying to see it um so heather tell me about rogers the musical so um First of all, which I think that maybe I didn't educate myself enough. Like before I left, I was like, oh, wait, I got to get in a virtual queue to get my ticket because this thing, like people are paying to have like priority seating for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would um, do that. I would do and that. And they're getting in the queue. And when you're in the queue, like the first show goes and the second show goes, like they assign you as to like when you clicked your button, it's no different than if like you're right. getting in a virtual queue for Tron or Guardians. Um, and then it assigns you what show that you have to see. Um, you get like a little virtual ticket that looks like a little movie ticket that they have to scan. You have to have your whole party with you whenever you're going in. You can stop, you can get like popcorn, whatever. And then you can choose if you are going to be like in the orchestra floor section or if you're going to be like up in the balcony. I forget what the official term is The mezzanine. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you walk in, they seat you. 
And there's this little old timey radio that is like on the corner of the stage, like playing like all these old timey songs and they're coming on and they're like telling you little things and you're like, oh, they're setting you up for the show. And there's just the Captain America shield that's on the red curtain and it opens up and I am telling you, I thought, oh, it's going to be hilarious. They're kind of going to do like a play on what was in Hawkeye, which Mm -hmm. they do for a little bit. But this show is phenomenal because it kind of um it kind of satiates like what you have been craving for because you want to know what cap did when he went back mm-hmm. and it and it just gives you a little hint as to like what he did whenever he went back and my parents have never seen a marvel movie ever and <laughs> my dad walked out of there like asking all these questions and Callista was like you need to watch Captain America, Pappy. Like you, you need to watch it because it followed it, and I can do this all day. Is like throughout the entire thing. That's so great. The the cast members, the the it's it's amazing. It's amazing. The songs, the acting, everything, and I literally came out of it thinking they can't just do this for two months. They have to give it like a six month run so that people can get out here to see it. And every single show is like, quote unquote, sold out, like at max capacity, because those virtual queues, every single one goes. Were they doing Frozen as well? It was just Rogers because just that's Rogers. where Frozen was. Okay, so that's my. I, that's why I was wondering if they would keep it. But then, are do they want to go back to Frozen? Can I mean, can they just stop doing Frozen? That kind of thing, or do half the year for Rogers? Because I feel like this is something they will. My theory, my prediction, is that Frozen will come back for the fall. They'll bring Rogers back for a longer engagement starting in the spring, maybe next year. Now mm-hmm. that they know what a big hit it is or how people are loving it, maybe they'll just bring it for like six months or maybe they'll make plans for, you know, Frozen has its final run through ne- next spring and the next summer, Rogers starts from there on out. I, I don't know how long Rogers would last. Um, but, and again, for the audience who have never seen Captain America, I can do this all day is one catchphrase that Captain America says all through the movies. Every time something happens, you know, he's in a fight or whatever, I can do this all day. I mean, that's kind of what he says, and that's where the, the song comes from. Uh, but yeah, I would I could see them bringing Frozen back just to kind of, I guess, maybe end it and then have Rogers go from there on mm-hmm. out. Uh, or maybe doing like six months here, six months there. I'm, I don't know how they could bring it to Walt Disney World, but oh my gosh, would I love it? Well, it's the Avengers, so I don't think they can. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, so yeah. Although I did put it, like a little message, thing. yeah, I put a little message out to Bob Iger. Like I put it on social media, and I was like, "Dear Bob, like while you are still in office, can you please <laughs> nullify this agreement because it would just make everything so much better." Thanks, Heather. Like, <laughs> I mean, Universal I just, would probably settle for some for some cash because they're I mean, building a park. Keep, you know. Yeah, keep them keep them on both. I don't I don't mm-hmm. care, but like do. Uh, Come up with a new agreement and have some some Marvel at both parks. Nobody cares. You can share you can share the whole whatever copyright whatever. But we need we need an Avengers campus here yes. in Walt Disney World. I mean, yeah. when my little one Calissa met Iron Man because she she loves Captain America. She has a little bit of a crush on him. She like saw like all of them come out. They like do this whole show. She saw like the Spider-Man with like the fly, whatever, who cares? And she spotted Iron Man. And she will tell you he is the best Avenger. He is the strongest Avenger. She just completely <laughs> awesome. fangirls out over him. When she was in line, when he finally called her up, which I haven't posted on social media, I started to cry because when you watch her face 
see him, he asks her a question and she can't talk. And Calissa can talk like me, nonstop. She couldn't talk because it was literally meeting her hero. And she just turned to me like, mommy, give me my words because I, I can't <laughs> believe this is happening. And it's That's just, awesome. they just have such, it's just such a great setup. It's just, it, it's so immersive. And mm -hmm. we, I get that like that's Disneyland's thing. If you, that's a reason to go to Disneyland is like to go to DCA and see Avengers campus alone. Um, but I just want, I just want a little bit of Marvel like here in world because ugh, it's just, it's so awesome. I loved web yeah. slingers. Um, I did not realize because I, you know, tell my kids all the things. I forgot that like after you shoot, you can like pull, like, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I realized that like last scene. I'm like, oh, wait, I can like pull him down. We could have wrote it like 15 times. <laughs> Web Slingers is fun and the campus is fun. And, but you know, if, and I'm a big proponent of having exclusive things there and here, if mm -hmm. they build an adventurous campus here, put two different rides in, do something Correct. different. Like with the rides, you don't have to do web slingers. And obviously they have breakouts, um, but you don't have to do web slingers. You can do something else, do another exactly. Avengers based attraction. Uh, I don't, I mean, would you build it in Epcot around guardians, which uh, is, would you kind of have to at this point, take out mission space and maybe put another attraction there. And... I mean, I guess you would have to, so that it like worked in with the storyline. And I guess, I mean, let's face it, they could take out, uh, they could take out the whole let's go to space ride and vomit mm -hmm. on ourselves after well, we've I was gonna been say, spinning. Replace mission space completely. Yeah. And then I'm wondering if you could just take over test track and retheme the entire thing to something. I keep the same track, the same track style, you... same ride style, but do something else Avengers themed with it and have that whole corner as an Avengers campus. That would be incredible. You, yeah, you could do it like you were flying with like Iron Man on like test track or something. Just change. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean... Here we go to creating another land. I mean, <laughs> we already did the villain's land. We already know that it's like yep. the perfect thing. But I feel that they could even take over the land behind it in the parking lot and then just like move the parking lot. And then let's face it as a local, let's just bring the parking trams back and just extend the parking lot. Yeah, come on. A different part. Park trams. But they re they really could put it in there. Um, I don't know. I just, they need, they just need some of it there. It's just so magical. Like it's just... It's just every Marvel fans like fantasy walking through there. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm literally like in the movie and the whole Dr. Strange show. Callista's sitting there going like this, like as he's doing. And, and I was like, right. this it's, I was in for all of it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We went, when we went last year, my Stephanie and I, we loved it. We had such a good time over there. Um, and she's like me, she's not as ingrained in Disney history as I am, but she's one of those that she's like, I don't ever want to work for Disney because I don't want to see behind the scenes. I want to enjoy the magic just like it is mm -hmm. on its face value. Her thing is like, I don't want to work for Disney. I don't want to work for a church. I never know what, what goes on. I don't want to know what happens behind the scenes. I want to enjoy what it is and love it for what it is mm -hmm. as I see it. And uh, so that's kind of her, her take on that. Um, for pros and cons, let's talk about Disneyland versus Disney World. What are maybe a couple of things besides the Avengers that Disneyland, you're just like, oh my gosh, World, I really wish World could get this right because Disneyland is just nailing this right now. I don't know ride-wise because a lot of the rides are the same. Um, or anything. I mean, ride-wise, restaurant-wise, experience-wise. Oh, restaurant-wise, let me tell you something. We ate at Goofy's Kitchen, okay? I, and I, I just had this conversation with a, a YouTuber 
and because he was like, "Hey, tune into our show, blah 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 blah." And I was like, and they're doing a whole thing on like this dining at Walt Disney World, and I was like, "Listen, let's be real. Goofy's Kitchen has it all over any any." Our version uh, of that is Chef Mickey. Or they will tell you that our version of that is Chef Mickey. It is not. Um, it is not. It, it it isn't. It is. It is. The food, the options, the whole mm-hmm. character experience. I mean, even my my mom, she doesn't say boohoo about anything. She has nothing negative to say any at all. And she literally said she is. Disney World needs to step up their game because this is phenomenal compared to what we have. So dining, I wish that they would like take some and maybe they keep it more magical there because it is like a smaller park. But Goofy's Kitchen, what it's it's amazing compared to any of our character meals here. I've been um, there and the characters are great. I, I like I agree. I I can't tell you compared to some of the restaurants at Disney World. I can't look at it and go, "Oh my gosh, it's so much better." But I did enjoy Goofy's Kitchen. I went by myself uh, two years ago and had a great time. It was really, really good food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want the Monsters Inc. ride we need to have here. We mm-hmm. can just, we, I, we need to have it. We were going um, to, and it, and the recession yeah. happened. So, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Pinocchio, uh, and Toads, which I was super, I'm like, listen, we're getting on here. This is like a ride when mommy was a kid. <laughs> right. Um, it like terrified my children. They were just like, mom, uh, I'm not riding that again. Uh, I think we need Snow White. We rode, obviously, Nemo's because I was trying to explain to them that it used to be 20,000 leagues under the sea. They thought it was, like, great that they were getting in a submarine. Their whole thing was their Artopia is way better than our Tomorrowland. Yes, it it absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, we specifically, when we walked in there, we went and we found Bob Gurr's window and, like, we took a picture in front of it because, like, such a huge fan because he's just so quirky and I love him. Um, the girls loved it, and I agree with this. Our Space Mountain is the Matterhorn. Yes. Like, yep. That, that shaky and rickety, world. and yeah. And it's yeah. painful. And mm-hmm. we rode Matterhorn a bunch of times because they wanted to. And I was like, I've, I'm right up here with like Space Mountain at World with this. Their Space Mountain is far superior. I would be perfectly fine if they tore, tore ours down and like made it a double seater and like super yeah. smooth. It's so smooth. That's what that it is. is so well, and the music is also in the vehicles. Mm-hmm. So it's not like where you hear the music as it goes by with speaker. You like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's in your, so you hear the music the entire time. Their overlays are so much more, uh, so much better and more well done. Um, like when we have the Star Wars overlay at Hyperspace Mountain or whatever in, in, at Disney World. It's like you hear some pew pews and you see some some lights or out there. There is like projections and lights mm-hmm. and graphics and it's just it's really cool. It's really well done. Um, mm-hmm. um their big thunder is better. Uh, it's just it's smoother. I just I I adore it more. Their pirates is better. Obviously, their small world is better. I do not understand why World can just not implement the characters into our small mm-hmm. world. Um. What was the other thing that the girls said? They said that uh, Haunted Rock Mansion Hall- was another one. Oh, ha- <laughs> so we're walking. <laughs> and they through, had the Hatbox like, Ghost. We're getting there, but not yet. They do. But, so uh, I took a little video of the Hatbox Ghost because I knew where it was, and I was like, "Okay, we'll we'll take a little video of this." But uh, Calista, we're walking through, and you know how you're walking through essentially the first part of our version of the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. You're walking through it, and Calista turns to me and she goes, "Mommy, this is wrong." This is wrong. why 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 are we doing this? Why why are we walking through it? And we got off and they said, "Oh, 
We like the Hatbox Ghost, but our Haunted Mansion is better. And I was like, that is the correct answer. <laughs> I was like, that is the correct answer. Like, ours just... I do like so, ours better. Yeah, they said that they liked ours better for that. Um, they loved Indiana Jones uh, more so than, like, our dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And there was something else. They said that pretty much Incredicoaster and Rock and Roller Coaster is the same thing for them. It's not smooth it's fun but it's not something that you want to ride like 10 times in a row like how you want to ride their space mountain right. 10 times in a row they were just like oh okay we can like ride it later on in the day but i just there's just something i don't know there's i would say monsters bring snow white and let's implement the characters from small world into world and just give us a little taste of marvel that's that's made me all... I love my Disney World. I, I was so glad last night when we went back. I was like, okay, now I'm home. But it's well, just, that's, it's And that's different. the question that, that we asked last week, and I'll ask you this one too, having just gotten back. What are a few things that Disney World does better than land? Like, you're at land, and obviously you said Haunted Mansion for the girls, but you're at land, you're like, you know, World just beats this. This is just this overall experience, or this thing, or this food, or this ride. It's just better at World. I... I'm going to get so much flack for this from Disneyland fans. I feel that Disneyland is a destination, some place that you visit. If you're a local, you're visiting. Um, You're just like going to your hometown park. Like we used to have one in Pittsburgh. You're just like going to your hometown park and it's just, it's a fun place to go on like a weekend. I feel that Disney World... And again, don't kill me for saying this because this is this was Walt's vision too. Disney World is like an immersive experience. Like yes. you are in your own little Disney bubble and you just you're in like your own it's just its own city and it's just its own feeling and its own vibe. Uh, I feel that the cast members are more magical in Disneyland because they have that old school with training that maybe has withstood the test of time. But I felt that the guests there um, were very rude to the cast members. At one point, like, it was frustrating to me that, like, I said something to a guest and I was like, that's not acceptable. Like, you don't treat another person that's working here to try to, like, make your vacation magical. Um... I feel that the guests here are like more like world, but I think just Disney world just gives you like more of a heartstring pulling experience whenever you're here. Uh, Aside from the Walt's main street story, obviously Uh, our castle is way better. I I mean, we can't walk up in it, but like our castle is just, but you can walk through it and still Mm -hmm. pretty cool with the mosaic. Uh, yeah. I, and I, I agree with all of that. I think that, and this goes to the you know, the Walt history. That's why he built World mm-hmm. is because he didn't like how the real world was so encroaching onto Disneyland. Like you mm-hmm. walk out, you know, fifty yards from the from, from the gate down the walkway, and there's the world. There's the hotels. There's like billboards, mm-hmm. and there's the McDonald's, and there's gas stations or whatever. And you can't do that at World. You can't. Well, first of all, you can't really walk out of the parks fifty yards in any direction without hitting a bus depot or water or something like. You can't just yes. walk you to another park. Um, for the most part, unless you're Epcot in Hollywood, but uh, it, you're right. It's so much bigger. It's an immersive, it's immersive world, and you go mm. there 
you go there ready to be completely engulfed in that that bubble where at Disneyland it is a destination you go there for the day or for the two days or whatever but you're going back to the real world just as easy because you had to stay off property or you stayed down the street mm-hmm. or whatever um, and that's why like there's only three hotels at Disneyland and mm-hmm. you know and they're deluxe hotels and so a lot of people choose to stay at the good neighbors or whatever and so you're getting at the end of every day or at the beginning of your at the start of your morning you're hit with that real world mentality before you get to the magic we're at Disney World you go in on a Monday and you're not leaving your till Sunday. That's all you know is just magic all the way around you mm-hmm. all the entire time, the entire week. Like when we go, uh, Steph cautions me. Don't even, she's like, don't read the news. Don't. She's like, if you need to see headlines, that's fine. I don't want to see you reading, you know, CNN or Fox or whatever. I don't, I don't want to know what's going on in the world. Don't tell me what's happening. Unless it's something drastic. I don't want to know. I'll find mm-hmm. out next week when I go back to my, when I go back home. So there is, there is some of that as well. So, so I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. So um, I, I love, I love Disneyland overall, but as I've said before, Disney World is my home. I like mm-hmm. visiting other places, like visiting Disneyland. I don't think I would do it for eight days, although you had special reasons. And as a matter of fact, when I met you, I think you were just in the midst of adopting your second child. Mm-hmm. I think whenever I, like, I joined the agency and I knew who you were or had or learned about you, um, you were you might have been overseas at the time, actually working your second child and uh, trying to get trying to get her. Um, and you were able to get her up before everything shut down, which I think mm-hmm. was pretty incredible, which is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, and they just actually, in the adoption community, they have just, some of those families that have been waiting to bring their children home that were literally scheduled like weeks after us, mm-hmm. um, they've just started letting like three and four families go over at a time to get this child that they fell in love with like three years ago to like bring them home. So So it is starting to get back to normal, but like, that's a lot of it too. Is just like, it's just so, it was very surreal and it was just very, oh my gosh, they're here with me. And like, this Mm -hmm. was my dream. And like, I had a dream on the 50th that I was like, we're going to move to Walt Disney world. And like, we live right outside of Disney now. And it's just, it's just a very inspiring experience, no matter what park you are in, to like put you in check to say like, hey, take a break from reality. What do you really want out of your life? Right. And if he can build like a world where people start to believe in their dreams and like chase after them, like, and you're watching all these other people do these amazing things that create these amazing things for the parks, what's stopping you from like going after what your dream is? It's just... It's just, it's so magical. And then happily ever after last night, I'm just bawling. And I will say that our shows, our <laughs> yes. shows, hands down, yeah. touch yeah. the heartstrings way better. World of Color, I love that one, the new World of Color one. There is like two lines at the end of the song. I was talking to Meredith about this yesterday. There was two lines at the end of the song that I was like, okay, now you're starting to hit me. But like, I needed you, you to hit those heartstrings in the beginning right. of this performance. And then like tell the story like all the way through. I just, I just, I love it. It's my life. It's my life. <laughs> and I think it's amazing too um, that you have, uh, you have, you brought these two girls back into the safety and security of our country, and they have been given a life they would have not have known, not have known. And you were led that direction, um, you know, I would say by faith and by God, mm-hmm. for whatever other people might say different things, but you were led that direction, you know, to out of the 
many, many, many children there that would probably need something else. You know, there were two that were that were brought to you that you were like, I'm going to these are my girls and these are the mm. ones that, that are for me. And we're going to go take them there. And now they have been raised in the Disney bubble. And, you know, we've joked about it before. We're 20 years from now. One will be running the agency that we work for <laughs> and the other will be an Imagineer at Disney World. And so, mm. you know, and you'll be just you'll be a proud grandma. And so yes. <laughs> just sitting back at home. Grandbabies. Exactly. Sitting there right outside and still listening, still wondering. So uh, exactly when are they going to open the fifth gate? You know, it's 2057 or 2067. And what's where? Where's that villain villain land at? (laughs) Exactly. And so Bob Iker keeps coming back, even though he's 107. What's happening here? So anyway, any final thoughts on Disneyland? We're going to kind of I think I think we've we've hit everything we need to hit on Disneyland over the last two weeks. And so any final thoughts Um, for somebody who who, yeah, I was going to say somebody who is at Disney World and, and are thinking about a trip to Disneyland. Um, I'm assuming you would encourage them to go. How long would you encourage somebody to stay? Maybe somebody who has never been before. Because um, I would always thought three days in the parks is good. Maybe do four days. You can do a day mm-hmm. at the resort, and I think you're good. Um, would you do, agree with that? Or yeah, fly in, fly in. Do not do a park the day that you arrive because with flights now, like you don't know how crazy they are. Right. In fact, us coming back, which you and Jen know, I was like, I am still in Denver. Like, and I didn't yeah. get back till like the next day. Um, don't do any parks the day that you get there. Do the parks for like, if you want to do four four days in the resort, like do two park days, take a down day, and then do your third day where you're like repeating everything. Because you can get all of Disneyland done, especially with Genie Plus. That's another thing. Their Genie Plus works perfectly. And I do not use it in World. I refuse to do it. We don't go to the parks the way that I tell clients to go to the parks. Um, but we use Genie Plus at night. So we would rope drop, do all the things, and then wait till we would go back, like have like a little break. We would use it at night and we were just pounding those rides out. So Disney Plus works phenomenally at that park. It does. Right. So you can do Disneyland in a day. You can do DCA like the second day, then take a resort day. Take in those resorts because especially the Disneyland Hotel, I cannot say. That hotel is so magical and it, they just... They're immersed, like if you need towels, they follow up with you to say like, hey, just want to check to like make sure like your towels are okay. Like, you know, they're just, they're on point. Take a day, enjoy that resort, and then do your last day repeating all your favorites that you did the first two days. Right. And then fly home the next day. So I would say like, like if you want to do it over six days, fine. I really think you can do it in five because you can take breaks in the afternoon and still get it all done with three straight park days. So have your arrival day, your departure day, and then do three park days in in between. And I would say, and if you contact your travel planner, which you should pick me, pick Heather, um, when we're talking about Disneyland, in terms of where you're going to stay, I know deluxe hotels are great. I love Disneyland Hotel. I've stayed at the pier. It's going to be Pixar Pier very soon. They're reformatting, redoing the whole thing. I stayed at Grand California. They're incredible hotels. Uh, but I know that's sometimes out of the budget of a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I get that. I would encourage anybody and everybody to look right there in front of the park on South, Hall- South Harbor Boulevard and that string of hotels. I will not book anything outside of that ho- outside of that little that little street right there because. I don't like people depending on the transportation. You know, when you're a mile or two away, you're depending on the art transportation to take you, which is fine. I did had no problem with art when I've used it, but having those hotels so close that you could walk back to your hotel within at the most 25 minutes. If you walk down the the you know the long walkway to the main street there to to Boulevard South Harbor Boulevard, and then all your hotels are there. Even the the farthest hotel on that street there is like 25 minutes away. Like the Howard Johnson, it's it's over on the corner. It's not mm. very far. 
And so I would recommend that because unlike Disney World, you are given the opportunity to take breaks like that and go back to your hotel room mm-hmm. fairly easily. Disney mm-hmm. World, sometimes you have to rely on a bus or if you have to catch an Uber or something, it's more costly. Disneyland, you just walk out and you're like, hey, I'm going back to the hotel. I'll, I'll see you in an hour. Mm-hmm. Going to go back, get to chargers, take 20 minutes, whatever. Go back to the you know, go back to the parks. Um so yeah, I would definitely encourage you looking at something very close and be careful with anything that says right across the street from Disneyland. It's there are a lot of hotels right across the street from Disneyland on the side of the parks, which means you walk across the street, then you have to walk around the entire park perimeter to get into the park. Mm-hmm. So yes, technically there it's almost like I'm across the street from your house. That means you're in the, like if you're the side of my house across that street over there, yes. You are, but you have to walk around my house to get into my house. And so, yeah, be careful of the way it's worded or just contact your local travel planner. Exactly. Um, and having said that, Heather, where can we find you online? Um, you can find me at the Moana Mom on Facebook and Instagram. Follow the Moana Mom. Great, uh, great feed. She's got great travel stuff, great Disney stuff um, for the Disney fan, especially her content is fantastic and it's a constant stream of just happy and magic and awesome. You need that in your feed. This is a crazy world. We need magic in our feed. Uh, speaking of which you can find me at the magic on a dollar on Instagram as well. And find me on Facebook at magic on a dollar and Disney on a dollar. And of course our missing co-host Jen, Jen underscore Novotny and upon a star Jen on Instagram, find her there as well. And of course, upon a star on all the things, all the TikToks and the Twitters and the threads and the whatever Meredith has got that thing rolling, which is awesome. So uh, mm-hmm. very cool. Heather, great conversation glad to talk to you this week i'm glad that i am back and i'm glad that i'm back in walt disney world <laughs> yes our quasi producer heather and she does it she'll she'll message me later going hey send me that file so i can get this up on youtube which we're on youtube by the way i never advertise it and we're still getting a few followers here and there which is nice uh, but you can find this show on youtube if you want to see heather's smiling face and my big round head as well we're all there so uh so that's it for the show folks and don't forget to thank your phoenicians Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.